0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is DMC3, and this is the DMC3 Two Cents Podcast. Where I'm going to give you guys my two cents on things going on with Pirates, Steelers, and give you a little bit of fancy football advice at the end of this. I'm going to go ahead and switch it up a little bit this time, though, from last time. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Steelers first. As a lot of you do know, uh, the Ravens have got a shit ton of players testing positive for COVID. So uh, here I'm going to list you guys the players that have all tested positive. Mark Ingram, DK Dobbins, Brandon Williams was just contact tracing. He technically didn't test positive for COVID. Then you got Pernell McPhee, Patrick McCari, Matt Skura, Calais Campbell, Trace McSorley, and Imon Marshall. Now, I know that some of these guys, they're not, you know, they're not going to be starters like Emon Marshall's a practice squad guy. Trace McSorley's like third string QB. So like I get that. But the th- message I want to get to you guys, cause like People are flipping the fuck out on Twitter, just losing their fucking minds over this. And I, and I get the players are upset too for Steelers. And I, I understand, you know, they're getting boned left and right with this COVID shit. First the Titans, now this game. It's screwing them over on their bye week, screwing them up, getting a, a little bye week as they go into the game after the Ravens. But what I want everybody to understand is that everybody just needs to relax. And here's why. The Ravens, they're going to be hurting. And here's the reason why, is that it it doesn't people don't seem to know the rules. I saw a lot of different people spitting out a lot of different things, and I wanted to read the rules. I, I did some digging into this, and I wanted to read the rules for people that test positive what the uh, protocols are for them. And check this out following a positive test, if the player is asymptomatic, he can return once. Ten days have passed since the initial positive test, or five days have passed since the initial positive test, and the player receives two consecutive negative PCR virus tests at least 24 hours apart within that five-day period. That's just that they're asymptomatic after testing positive. So these guys are going to be gone at least five days, and that's at best for them. And we're talking about once you test positive, it says you got to immediately isolate in a separate room, continue to wear a mask, be transported and quarantined at home ASAP. So these guys are not even going to be around their team at all the whole damn week. Now, here's the other one for positive tests. If the player demonstrates symptoms, he can return once. At least 10 days have passed since the symptoms first appeared. And at least 72 hours have passed since he last experienced the symptoms. So, either way, these guys, they're not going to be around for anything. And all the whole damn team for them has got to now quarantine and everything else and stay the hell away from each other. So, for them to come to play, I know that people are mad because they get three more days and you're hearing that some players might be able to play now. And some of that's true, but still, like, It ain't like they're going to be really that prepared to do anything. And I know that the Steelers had four players and Ben and everything, and we came out and killed the Bengals, but it's the fucking Bengals. That's not who Baltimore's facing. They're facing the best team in the NFL right now, record-wise, in the Steelers. So just relax, because I'm going to explain this to you. You got Mark Ingram, DK Dobbins, let's see who else, Brandon Williams all on Sunday were positive tests or through contact tracing were put on that list. Then on Tuesday, you had Pernell McPhee, you had Trace McSorley, and Amon Marshall on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, you had Patrick McCarrie, Matt Skira, and Calais Campbell. Now, that's a lot of uh, key pieces there, in my opinion. You got Ingram, Dobbins, Williams, McPhee, Skura, Calais Campbell. That's a lot of important players for them that... Are going to be nowhere near the practice field or with their teammates or figuring things out. They can look at tape all they want, but it ain't a, it ain't a good situation for them. If they were going against say like the Bengals or one of them, then yeah, then then they might be okay. But even if some of these guys show up to play, they're not going to be. It's not going to be a great situation, and they're not going to be that well prepared. They're they're really getting put in a shitty situation. And even though it got moved from Thursday to Sunday, it still don't make it that much better for them. So I I would relax. I'm not even I'm not I'm not even I'm more upset for the players than I than I am anything else because of you know the Steelers players wanting to look forward to either playing on Thanksgiving or thinking they're going to get that mini buy that they're hoping to have before they go into the next game. But it it is what it is in that manner. But the, the Ravens, man, they're hurting bad. So. I would relax and, and just let it go. Let it go. Because these guys, if some of them do play, it ain't gonna be that great for them anyways. So they're they're gonna be hurting and the Steelers, I just hope they don't underestimate and they they go out there to step on necks. That that's that's what I hope the Steelers mindset is. And it might be because they are pissed off right now. So I hope that's what that's what happens. So just relax. they the Ravens are gonna be in trouble. And I'm I'm hoping the Steelers go out there with the mentality to stomp them. And I think that's what's going to happen. So I think it's going to be like an overboard stomping in the score. No, but I still think, I still think it's a shitty situation for them and it ain't going to end up that well for them in my opinion. So relax. The chances of all these guys being back Sunday to me going off of these protocols that the NFL implemented. And I mean, they've even gotten stricter with some things. So it's, since uh, last Saturday, they implemented even more strict stuff too for at practice and on the field. So I, I just think it's going to be rough for the Ravens to overcome this. So just relax. It is what it is. And, and just enjoy the game because we could end up stomping them. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm serious when I say that if the, a lot of these guys do not play. But all right, that's all I got for the Steelers. Moving on to the Pirates. Okay, so the Pirates yesterday, they added Ashton Godot. And to put him on, the 40-man, they uh, designated for excitement, Will Craig. And I know that that might be, I'm going to say a hard pill for people to swallow, but I know that some people, that might make them turn their head a little bit, scratch their head a little bit, like, that guy was a first-round pick in 2016. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And here's the thing you got to understand. Guy had been in the system for, what, four years now? Uh, I mean, he only had four bats for the Pirates, but that's that's nothing. And he went over for four, but, but – you got to look at these stats and even in Huntington in his, in all of his glory, even he could understand that, that Will Craig for first round pick and everything just was not, not ready for the show, if you will. And I, you know what I decided, I decided to do? I decided to go back. Well, first off, let's talk about Ashton Godot, uh, four appearances for the Rockies, uh, this past season, ERA seven, five, six. Yeah. Nothing. It sounds just like another Huntington ad really, but, when you look at 2019, I was reading the article by uh, Jason Mackey of PG. And uh in 2019 for double Hartford, he went three and three with a two oh seven ERA. So you never know. This this guy might might actually not be uh too bad. Actually, it might be a decent ad to make to uh see what uh BC can do with him. But so I, I with Will Craig, I'm not really that upset. I'm not surprised. I'm actually encouraged to be honest with you, because and just continues to set a standard that if you're just not doing what is expected of you, then, then you're going to be gone. And I'm and I'm loving it, to be honest. But I wanted to compare some, some stats here, and I decided to compare Will Craig's last year at AAA compared to Josh Bell's. Now, mind you, I know Josh Bell, when he was called up, he was not called up to be a first baseman. He was called up to be an outfielder. That's what he was drafted to be, was an outfielder. And I get all that. So keep that in mind when I read you these stats when it comes to being a power hitter that now Josh Bell has built himself to be. So, Will Craig in his last year Triple AAA, uh, his at-bats was 494 at-bats to Josh Bell's last year AAA, 421 at-bats. So he had 73 more bats than Bell. He had 123 hits, and Josh Bell, with 73 less at-bats, had 124. So he actually had one more hit than Will Craig. Now, Will Craig hit 23 home runs. He's supposed to be a power hitter, so you should expect that. He hit 23 home runs to Bell's 14 home runs. And like I said, at the time, that Bell was not really supposed to be a, a big power hitter. So I'm not surprised with that stat. Then Will Craig had seventy-eight RBIs. Now that's good. That that's that's not bad at all. Now to uh, Bell's sixty RBIs, but but when you think about a first-round pick in AAA who's ready for the for the big show, that's that's not that's okay. Seventy-eight RBIs. All right, that's not you know over a hundred RBIs. But I can go further. Here's the real bad one. Will Craig struck out a hundred. And 46 times and 494 bats. Now, to Josh Bell's 74 strikeouts. That's half, but also, you got to remember, Josh Bell had 73 less of bats. But still, 146 strikeouts. That's bad. That's real bad. And then you look at the batting average. Uh, Will Craig had a 249 batting average compared to Josh Bell's 295. So Josh Bell hitting 300 almost basically at AAA. That's that I think that's what you want to be seeing from a guy you think's ready when he's hitting 300 or better. Um, but when you got a guy barely hitting 250 at AAA, the jump from AAA to the majors is a big jump. And if you're you're barely hitting 250, I, it ain't yeah it ain't gonna it ain't gonna work well once you get moved up to the big show. And I just – I I see what – I see now why this guy never really got brought up to really you know, look to be used for anything. Look at on-base percentage, 326 for Will Craig compared to Josh Bell, 382. I mean, that's – there's a difference there. <clears throat> and then uh, you get to slugging. And this is another thing I thought funny. For all the home runs he's hitting and RBIs, his slugging was, was 435 to Josh Bell's 468. So even as a, a, a power hitter compared to a guy that really isn't supposed to be a, a big power hitter, his slugging was still better than Craig. I mean, it tells me there's a lot more doubles and triples involved with, with Josh Bell. So, I mean, you can tell that, that, that when you look at these stats, also, well, Craig's OPS, that's a combination of on-base percentage and slugging together was 761, and Josh Bell's was 850. So clearly that you can see a player that was ready to be caught up to make an impact or to help compared to a player that just never really besides besides the home runs and RBIs, which is great now, but once you start looking at more of these other stats, you see why he just was never he just never looked to be ready. Cause when you look at their strikeouts, you look at that on base percentage, bang average. When you try to transfer that to the major leagues. It's just it's just probably not going to work out well. But Josh Bell came up and I mean hell, he did great up until this 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 past season. And that wasn't even him, it was the whole damn team. So I mean, you can see why Will Craig just never it just never turned into anything with him. And you know why Neil Huntington never never really decided to give him a shot? And Ben Charrington was just like, "Yeah, I don't see nothing either." That his name for assignment. Now, if nobody claims him, I'll have to look into this. But if nobody claims him, then he might—he'll have to report to the Pirates. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I just, Will Craig, to me, just—he just never did anything at the AAA level to, to show he was ready. And yet, you can see why DC uh, is going to take a chance with that if somebody wants to snag him. But uh, all right, that's all I got to say about that. I—I I have no real issue with what they did and I, this Ashton Godot could end up being something decent down the road. Down the road, 2023, like I've said last podcast, 2023, 2022 maybe is, I think, the goal here. And a guy at AA level, guess what? That sets him up nicely for 2022, 2023. Moving on. Okay, for my uh, fantasy football players, I'm only going to name one guy per position for now. And... uh Last week, I named some guys. Some of them did well. I know Cousins did well. I thought, uh, I thought that uh, Ahmed did pretty good. And then uh, I had a couple of whatever, just horrible picks. Uh, Bullock didn't do crap for meat kicker. And there was a couple other ones I'm trying to remember I can't. But all right, so QB I'd be looking at is, if he's still on the waiver wire, this week would be Derek Carr. He's going against Atlanta. They're first when it comes to giving up points to quarterbacks. He put up 28 points against Casey. So clearly, I think uh, if he's still there, you might want to go and grab him. Because he's probably going to put up mad points again. Or at least that's just what I think. If I needed him, I'd go snag him right now. In fact, when I go to play DFS on Fandor DraftKings, I'm definitely going to probably grab him if he's there. Uh, Let's see. uh, For running back, Duke Johnson i i i was looking at some names and then i saw a projection of like 15 points for duke johnson and i was like wait what so then i i went and looked and saw that yeah right now he's going to be the guy getting the carries and they're going against detroit detroit's number one in points to running backs so if duke johnson's there i mean i know houston's o-line is garbage but Going against a garbage fucking knee line for Detroit. So if if I'm you guys, I'd give him a shot. Yeah, I'm seeing projected points, 16.3. So I'd go for it because they said David Johnson's still not going to be back. So I'd I'd go after him. Wide receiver. I don't know if you guys saw the Raiders-KC game, but Nelson Aguilar, my man, was running all over that field. And since I already told you guys to go Derek Carr, if you want to try to double up with some points – i go get Nelson Aguilar. My man was balling out for them the other day. And I would try to go grab him uh, if he can. If he's still there, he might not be. Somebody might snatch him during the game after they saw that shit. So uh, going against Atlanta, third points to wide receivers. So I would uh, try to give him a shot. Tight end. uh, Dalton Schultz is my guy. So he's going to be, yeah, he's still on the waiver. Only 23% owned, by the way, on most uh, Yahoo rosters problem seeing but he had the game-winning catch for the cowboys this past game against minnesota at 13 points put up eight against pittsburgh who's 31st in points tight ends he still put up eight points for a tight end that you can't ask for that that was against a, a good defense and then he put up 11 against philadelphia so if you're desperate for a tight end dalton schultz is a guy i would definitely uh give a look to so moving on to defense defense I'm going to pick the Giants. If you the Giants are available in your league, go get them. They're going against Cincinnati. They're fifth in points to defenses. They just lost Joe Burrow. They're not getting Mixon back. Uh, and the Giants have actually put up six or seven points uh, for the year for defense. So I'd go snag the New York Giants if you're desperate for defense to have a nice matchup. Because I'm looking at uh, New York here and... Yeah, they put up 13 points against Washington, only four against Philly, but that game was crazy anyways. But I give them a shot. I think you're looking at a chance. They're going up a team turn right now in offense. Uh, kicker. I just came across this dude. I don't even know how the hell he's available. If you guys can look up, see if Tyler Bass is available, the kicker for Buffalo. This dude got 101 points on the year, and he's going to be facing the Chargers that are 11th in points to kickers. So if you need a kicker, uh, I'd go grab him like right now. Cause I didn't realize he's put up this many points this year for a kicker. I think the only ones that uh the only ones that may have more points than him is Koo, and then the kicker for the uh Dolphins. So if if I was you, that's who I'd go after for kicker. All right, guys. Uh that's all I got. Good luck to my fantasy football players out there. And uh go Steelers, go pirates. I'm out. Later, guys.